Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. So today with me I have Catherine Kirby who's going to tell us all about her journey as a dressage rider. Um, so I ha- Hi Catherine, how are you doing? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. You? Yes, good. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. That's okay. Um, so would you mind like introducing um everyone, sorry, introducing yourself to everyone. What do you do? What you've been up to and everything? Um, yeah, of course. So I am 19 and I um have competed in dressage now since 2014 when I did my first intro test on my little pony um and since then I have continued to work my way through the levels um to now compete up to medium um and I also am now working with horses uh full-time around my own horses as well as having left Hartbury College last year where I studied equine um, management with business. Wow, so you're a super busy lady then. Um, so <laughs> tell us about your um, pony and horse that you're on at the minute. Um, is it the same one that's kind of helps you go up through the levels in dressage or have you sort of changed horses midway or anything? Um, I've had quite the interesting journey we started with a pony that was he was 13 two and we had him as a just turned four-year-old we tried loads of stuff with pony club but we actually found that he had an injury that we weren't aware of when we bought him so that's how we ended up going down the dressage route um so we had him for a few years but we very sadly lost him um and then I moved on to my mum's cob cross thoroughbred. Um, so the running theme with our horses are that they're not typically dressage horses or ponies. Um, so I moved on to him and took him from intro to elementary. And then he unfortunately had arthritis in his knees. So he's taken a bit of a backseat. He still loves schooling and working at home. He loves his job. And then... I had at the same time as him, we bought a seven month old foal and he is now actually turning seven this year, which is crazy. So I backed and produced him myself and he's just done his first elementary this year. And alongside him, I now run another pony um, called Ruffles and he is competing up to medium and training at advanced medium at home. So, yeah, quite the um, mixture. (laughs) And, um, like, are you sort of pleased that you've gone down, like, the dressage um, route? Or do you still like to do a bit of show jumping too? Do you like to mix it up? Or are you just, like, focusing just on one discipline at the minute? Um, Yeah, I do like to mix it up. I think for them it's really good too. So we do a lot of pole work at home hacking going around the fields we're very lucky to live on a farm so when um 
crops are harvested and between making hay and stuff we're very lucky to have the use of the fields um so that's really nice and we do jump occasionally but I've never been the bravest of riders on the jumping front but we do enjoy it a little bit and it's always nice to change things up with the horses yeah absolutely and is it something that you would do competitively as well like show jumping or do you just stick in with dressage at the minute at the minute just the dressage it is something bd do a combined training um, with the dressage and the show jumping so i have contemplated that but it's all as you can imagine quite time consuming to get in training i'm very ring rusty um, <laughs> so it can make for an interesting experience and um what you said you work with horses so what is your job at the minute um at the moment i am freelance um so I just decided to go for it but I was very lucky that through Hartbury I did a work placement with an event rider that's local to me um, and I'm very lucky that I've stayed on there so that's um, working with event horses um, and sales and schooling liveries so there's a really good variety there um, and then obviously working with my own horses at home fits in around that and then I do some work on our family farm um helping out with that because it can be quite busy at <laughs> certain times of the um and then just other little bits and bobs um it's I've only been doing it since September this year so or last year now I suppose yeah um so it's been, yeah, it's quite new. There's still lots of avenues and stuff to go down. And I'd like to take on more maybe riding. And I'd like to get into a bit of teaching in the future maybe. But we'll just have to see. Excellent. Well, you've got plenty of time to, like, obviously, you know, gain your experience and knowledge and um, figure out what yeah. sort of route you want to do. So um, I wouldn't worry yet. Just enjoy yourself for the minute. <laughs> you've yeah. got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> and um with um so with your 2023 year what is your sort of plan of action for the year for like your dressage and then like ideal world if everything goes to plan what what are you aiming for um this year has already gone a bit um not to plan um unfortunately ruffles um he went a bit crazy on the lunge um a couple of weeks ago now just at the start of the year and then pulled up lame so we've oh, had no. to kind of divert yeah had to kind of divert and cancel some plans for January um but fingers crossed if he recovers well I would absolutely love to ride an advanced medium on him as the ultimate overriding goal for the year um that would be amazing so that is the main thing that we're plugging towards. And then, um, yeah, with him, I'd just like to hopefully do the under 25 championships at medium and the summer area festivals at medium and maybe the associated championships. And with Milo, who is my rising seven year old, I'd just like he's it's been a bit of a difficult one 
Um, but he's starting to come around now. So I think we're going to stick and try and do novice for the summer pet plans and just see how that goes and um, try and get a couple of elementaries in and just be guided by him really and see what the year brings for him. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the animals, isn't it? Like you you can have these sort of plans of actions in your head, but they'll always surprise you with either an injury or some kind of illness or um, when yeah. they just muck up your plans. <laughs> yeah, they just, they love to do that. <laughs> and um, what is like a typical sort of, when you are sort of training and stuff, what sort of your training schedule? What's do you, what is your sort of aims when you're doing your training? Um, so day to day, it does obviously vary between each horse. Um, so with Ruff, um, he's a lot more established than Milo. Um, so generally, it's just working on his weaknesses which for him in particular his straightness is a big one so that's always something that's in the back of my head when I ride him um and always coming back to the basics like is he forward off my leg and is he responsive to my seat does he go when I want him to and whoa (laughs) when I want him to um and yeah the straightness is a big thing with him Mm. and then it depends on the day but I like to do a lot of um lateral work sometimes that's quite easy stuff for him like the leg yields and the shoulder in and then other days that's working on things like the half passes um and playing around with different exercises in those um but always coming back to those basics I've really learned that over the past year or two you can't cover up those basic things he has to be straight he has to be reactive um and so yeah always coming back to them and then with Milo he's a very very different kettle of fish (laughs) um but with him it generally comes back to he's his straightness is quite a big thing and relaxation is huge with him he's naturally a very tense um horse he comes he draws himself in behind the bit a lot so it's always encouraging him to take that bit forward and also with him and rough um their confidence is huge too that's really important and that's something that I do try to keep in the back of my mind every time I ride them no matter what I do even if it's hacking um or pole work or schooling um the confidence is really important and that's something that I've really learned over the past 12 months um especially thanks to Milo but it's all these transferable skills that you can then taken to riding other horses and mm. into training other horses yeah absolutely and because you have to adjust your riding depending who who you are right uh, so you've got to yeah you've got to adjust how you yeah. ride depending on what the horse you're riding um yeah and you pick up different things and you feel different things with different horses and you think well that felt good and but it might not work for one but it might work for the other so it's, it's absolutely finding that balance isn't it yeah definitely and like for yourself because obviously we've talked about the horses a lot but what do you do for yourself to try and um stay on top of like training as well do you like go to the gym or anything like that or do you just kind of wing it (laughs) (laughs) um I think I winged it for quite a while um but this year I've really tried to crack down especially with rough going off work a little bit I 
found with him in particular stepping up to medium I was quite shocked at how unfit I was Mm. um so I've really tried this year I'm working out at home at least twice a week um focusing on like different components so some days I might work my legs um and then struggle to walk for the preceding couple of days (laughs) um and then yeah just thinking about some stuff like cardio for general fitness um and also using the activate your seat program oh um, amazing yeah 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 it works to target um those really important muscles to strengthen them and that just makes the most difference I can definitely tell when I've done it and when I've been lazy and skipped a session so yeah yeah, I just yeah trying to keep on top of that and so far we're doing pretty good this year but we'll see how that continues (laughs) (laughs) um for people who don't know what activate your seat is would you explain like I mean it's an amazing um strength and um fitness device but could you just explain to people what how it can help you yeah of course so um it's developed by Maeve who is a physiotherapist she treats horses and riders and she has put together this program um which you follow it's really easy to follow there's a level one and a level two and they are videos and she guides you through them um, with one of her sponsored riders too so you can see two people doing it and they're really yeah they work to target those really important muscles for riders and rather than stretching them um, which is quite a common thing and conception in the um, equine industry I guess um, it works to strengthen those muscles so that they get stronger and hopefully working to even out any imbalances that you might have um like working on your straightness and yeah those muscles that really come into play when you're riding and I can guarantee that you will feel such a big difference it really is quite amazing and quite shocking uh, how much it like how much of a difference you can actually feel when you go back to get on your horse and ride and even with everyday things it just really does help yeah I mean I've been following Maeve do we know what I don't even think I've had her on my podcast and I really need to have her on um but (laughs) I've been following her for god years and I absolutely love her product and it's a very simple product like you don't need much it's not much equipment or anything excuse me anything you you know you, you don't need a lot you just need a bit of space and um yeah and you can do it anywhere can't you you could do it at the yard yeah. you could do it at home it's really Absolutely. like it's really flat flexible isn't it yeah it's really good from that respect I've followed Maeve again for years and she did ask me to be a sponsored rider so that is how I know the <laughs> ins and outs and stuff but yeah I followed her for ages and it's just been so intriguing um like and yeah like you say you really don't need any space you just need a door that you can wedge the it's like a bungee and you just need a door that you can wedge the um bungee into so you can use your lorry door your like gates or your yard stable doors um anything even in the house our house is really old and it works in our doors it will work anywhere so yeah it's a really good one 
to have um, a really versatile piece of equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so with this like part of the podcast, I kind of open this space um, to you for you to talk about anything that you want to talk about or anything you think we may not have covered or if there's yeah. um, anything you want to promote or... I mean, I know we've talked a lot about Maeve or anything, but if there's anything else you want to promote or anything, this is your space to talk about anything at all. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I think coming back to Milo, um, I just feel like I have learned so much from riding a horse like him. And I can't put it into words, just like how difficult he's been and I can't even necessarily describe to you how he's been difficult he's not um I'd like to say naughty but I'm trying to come away from using that word because I don't <laughs> think horses can really be naughty um that's something I'm trying to work through with my mindset as well that yeah horses definitely do not wake up in the morning and calculate what they'd like to do that day um just just to get on your nerves so um, yeah that's another thing to work through but yeah Milo is just completely different and he's taught me so much with, with regards to riding what you're sat on and not what you think you're sat on um, which I think has been so important and that again is transferable to everything that you might ride or work with horse-wise and also coming back to the relaxation it is just the basis of everything um I've done a lot of groundwork with him like the TRT stuff um and I definitely recommend going away and looking at that if you can um there's lots of other stuff like that horsemanship stuff online too that you can access and it's just absolutely fascinating watching him from the ground knowing what, what he's like and just being able to see him finally take that breath and let go all that tension that he's been holding mm. and then being able to transfer that into the ridden work is just amazing. And I've learned so much, again, from just watching him on the ground. Um, so that's something that I'd really advocate to other people now. I just, I do it with all my horses now and it just yeah it just surprises me every time the things that you pick up on that you might not under saddle and then that's something that you can go away and think about and I've come to so many different conclusions just from watching him on the ground with new things to try um like things to go away and look into like pieces of tack that might help and benefit him further um different ways to manage him um things to look at like if he has discomfort in his body it's really easy to pick up on from the groundwork and it's just so interesting so I'd just really <laughs> encourage people to not neglect the groundwork side of things um because yeah it just it it really is fascinating I can't describe it unless you go and you see it for yourself um so yeah that is probably my biggest thing to advocate courtesy of Milo and all the interesting life lessons that we've been taught by him 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, as well, it builds um, off what well, I find, in my opinion, I find it builds up a better connection and a better relationship between you and your horse. And I think like you've just kind of said, like you understand your horse a lot more um, about how they work, what how their butters are really pushed and where the boundaries are and things like that. And um, how far yeah. you can push that boundary and things. It, it, it's got so many um, positives to it. Um, which will just help you when you're riding on top I think yeah definitely it really does um excellent I love that brilliant thank you for that um okay so I kind of start rounding off the podcast episodes with some quick fire questions so generally are you a night in or a night out person definitely a night in (laughs) (laughs) no one wants to go out anymore literally no one goes out at all (laughs) no um tea or coffee definitely tea I just cannot stand coffee no I'm the same I can't stand coffee and people think I'm strange but I just can't I don't like the smell um wellies or heels wellies (laughs) Um, sweet or savoury? Probably sweet, I'd say, but it's a close one. Yeah. Um, book or film? Mm. Uh, book, I think. Yeah. Are there any books that you're reading at the minute or any books that you would recommend for people to read? Um, I'm currently reading a book. I can't actually remember what it's called, um, <laughs> but it's it's a like murder mystery type book, and I'm slowly getting into it. Um, and my policeman as well, having watched the film, is also on my my reading list. I've bought it, and that one's next. But yeah, I just I love so many different types of books. It's really hard to say. I love like a good romance, but I also love a good murder mystery too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it's nice to have a nice variety as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then lastly, where can we find you on your socials? Um, so people can see your journey and how the rest of the twenty twenty three goes for you and your horses. Um, so we are on Instagram at Catherine Kirby Dressage and we also have a YouTube channel which is under the name of Equicath. Um, I've had that for years so I'm not too sure I've tried to change it but I don't think it lets you change it after a certain amount of times um, but yeah those are the main two where you'll find us excellent well thank you so much Catherine for coming on I loved like hearing about you and about your horses and your journey and everything so thank you so much for taking the time to come on today thank you for having me and letting me share my journey of course absolutely and as always guys if you love this episode please tag Catherine and I in on Instagram stories we'd love to know that you're listening um and why not pop us a review as well we'd love to know um and I'll speak to you all on the next episode 
if you listened to this episode i really hope you enjoyed it as i did making it if you um like to follow me on socials my um instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um other people to highlight the um episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode.